Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. G'day legends, how you doing? Welcome back to another episode of Potty Magic. Thank you so much for uh, following and listening along. Really great episode coming up today. I was joined by the current AFLW captain for the Fremantle Dockers, Hayley Miller, who's had a very, very decorated career thus far. And it was really great to hear her story. We uh, go right back to uh, the start of uh, sort of her early life and growing up and some of the other sports that she played before uh, AFLW uh, became a genuine pathway for her and a lot of other uh, young women for the last seven or eight years so it was a really really great chat and um, heard some really good stories and uh, really fantastic insight as well into uh, the AFLW world which was great uh, as always uh, if you wouldn't mind subscribing liking following and also uh, rating the podcast on either Spotify uh, Apple Music YouTube wherever else that you're listening to it uh, it really does go a long way to getting more guests on every single week continue to make the podcast free uh, and uh, also just yeah again keep, keep doing it and keep um, uh, producing episodes each week which I've been loving to do uh, really looking forward to getting into this chat with Hayley and uh, let's body go Welcome back to Potty Magic. Uh, so, episode today, I have got a big name in WA footy, like proper big, really big. Let me rattle through a couple of these things here. So, current games holder for, uh, for the Fremantle Dockers AFLW team, uh, All-Australian last year, reigning Fremantle fairest and best, uh, reigning Fremantle leading goal kicker and captain of the team at the moment. Please welcome Hayley Miller. Wow, that is, uh, that is unbelievable, that resume. Yes, it's all right. It was a good year. Well, to be honest, that was actually after season six. So there was a season seven. So I'm technically not the reigning best and fairest because Turbo took that back off me, but... We'll go with it. Yeah, it was last year. It was within the one year, so we'll on just this, go with we'll that. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. It's on your list. So, and yeah. how is it being like the current uh, games holder mm. when you're still playing? You're just constantly putting that a little yeah. bit further and further away. How good is that? Yeah, it was, it was funny because um, Epps... Uh, myself and Gabby O'Sullivan were yep. have for a long time been on the same. The same, yeah, yeah. And totally. you know, we'd always we're like, oh, we're all gonna you know get it together and get to our fifty games. I'm I'm talking about. And yeah. uh, what happened was it was during the COVID, um, the COVID sort of era, and we were about to all get to our fiftieth. And then Gabby O'Sullivan um, was a close contact, so she missed a game then. And then you know, a couple of days later. Um, Juddy actually got COVID, which therefore meant... Put um, her back Epps, one as well. Then Epps put Epps back. Because um, Epps was a, a close contact as well. And um, so then I, I streamed ahead of, of them. And um, they had been a catamaran, obviously. And now you've got to you keep know, the buffer there of that Injuries and things like that. So I have I've pushed up a, a few yeah. games now. I've got a buffer. So yeah, um, nice. that's good. Keep and injury still, free. still plenty of games left yeah. as well. So how many games uh, are in the AFLW season? Oh, they, they're they 10 at the moment. Yeah. Uh, if you play finals, um, up to max of... 13 yeah um so it's not a lot um each season so it is yeah to get to 50 was was awesome i'd love to get to 100 so yeah definitely I think I'm a little way off that, a couple of seasons off, oh, but um, hopefully... Uh, how many, five seasons? Yeah, yeah, we got that another, easy. I reckon it's another, another three seasons, maybe, yeah. hopefully we'll get there, because I think I'm on 60-something. Beautiful, moment, so, yeah. beautiful. And uh, if you keep, yeah, being the leading goalkeeper <laughs> and uh, doing all this stuff, you'd be no problem at all. Yeah, it was one. It was a good season, that, yeah, that season yeah. six. And uh, you do a little bit of podcasting yourself mm. as well, yeah. which I can tell nice and <laughs> you know, very chilled on the microphone, I yeah, love no, it. Yeah, usually I'm the one uh, asking the questions and stitching people up, so we'll see how we go today. Yeah, but quite. I haven't got too many stitch-outs for it. Maybe one or two. Yeah, close book. But yeah, keep, nothing, it, keep it tightly. No, nothing too bad. Um, so uh, just a couple of layups just to get us in the game. Uh, who's the hardest opponent that you've ever played on? Hardest opponent? See, this is a hard question because 
I think the hardest opponent is someone that I have to train with yeah. quite a lot. So Kiara Bowers. Oh, um, yeah. Units, so, you yeah. know, a game is, is a certain, you know, length long and you only have to play people every, like, you know, once a season or whatnot. But Turbo, I've got every single training and she's obviously mid as well. So um, most of the time coaches want to sort of pit us against each other to, well, make us both better. And totally. it certainly has made me better, but... She is very difficult to plan. She doesn't get tired very often. She um, looks like a, I see her on her Instagram story with the workouts yeah. that she does. A fucking yeah. weapon. Right? She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't fatigue. So you, she just continues on. And it's like you, she'll defend you and, you know, bumper bars stopping you from moving. But as soon as the ball, you know, switches over, she's gone. And yeah. you're, like, exhausted from being hit. 50,000 times, and then you're going to try and chase her down. So Totally. So is there, like, difficult. what do you reckon your edge is for her if you're playing her? Is there one that you get I'd a little be, bit more on? I'm faster than her, so yep. if I can't, that's why she does all the bumper bars to stop me from getting the other side. If I can get the other side, um, I can yeah. run away from her, can certainly jump higher than her and, and kick further than her. So yep. if I can get the ball um, in my hands, then it's, then it's helpful, but... On the on the other hand, it's difficult to get it when you're on it. Totally, totally. And uh, who's your favourite player uh, growing up? Growing up, see, um, I was an Eagles supporter. Yep, so unfortunate. Yeah. Yes, unfortunately, was an Eagles supporter. So um, Benny Cousins was actually um, my sort of, you know, when I was you know, nine, ten, they were going through that um, era of just the um, Judd. Cousins and Kerr just chopping just up, chopping yeah, up yeah. Um, through the midnight. Look, I didn't take a huge interest in it, but I just loved the way that they sort of played and, and the things that they were able to do during the, that premiership era. So, um, And my brother loved him too, so obviously everything he loved, I loved too. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, he was probably my... Um, you know, and I still admire, obviously, he's, he's gone through a lot off the field, but, you know, you watch highlights of what he did just on gun. the field. is yeah. incredible. And uh, have you got to meet him at all? I have... Briefly, yeah. um, how was that at the at the Brownlow um, a couple of years back when it was in Perth? So um, we just had the podcast we had before was talking yeah. about a story at the Brownlow. Well, there you Perth. go. Funny that yeah. you say that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, met him very briefly, but um, I haven't had a proper conversation with him. So yeah, we'll have to see if I can tee that up sometime in yeah, my career. Well, but definitely. yeah, now well, the only uh, thing I'm going to ask you that I've just got sent in some vision uh, from from someone. So I've got it on my phone here. I will put it through um, this in, in a sec. So I got set in this vision of, um, I think it was an under-15s game or something like that. So I'm just going to show you. Does the does the girl there look familiar? <laughs> yeah, that's – well, see, I could get away with that for a long time because I had black hair there. <laughs> so I said, no, it wasn't me. That's not me. Oh, it's just so good. When I put this clip together, I'm putting this on there because <laughs> it is all time. So just to sum it up pretty much. So that's you, Hayley. That is me, Is that yeah. under-15s? Is that I right? Was, I was – I think I was seven, 16 or 17. 16, then. 17. Yeah, yeah, great. And um, so pretty much just to sum it up, the, you know, the, you play, the opponent's got the ball. You take the opponent out, no problem. Right? She's tripped you up a bit. You've gone back. Yeah. You've Some other girls come over. You've knocked her. That was a great hit. You saw that yeah. second one. Bang, gone again. The rest of the team's come over. But where was your team? That's what oh, I want to know. Yeah. So, look, this that was the last game of the season. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, angry 17-year-old with... Dyed black hair. Yeah. Gone through a phase, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, so is your hair is nah, your it's, hair it's naturally like blonde. Natural? And yeah, yeah, I yeah. just wanted a, a change when I was in year, well, 11 or 12. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, dyed it. Well, it, initially it was brown and then I didn't want to pay heaps of money to keep dyeing it brown. So just went for the packet dye. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously you, the more you dye it the same colour, it's just yeah, yeah, darker, yeah, yeah, yeah. And darker and darker and, until it ended up almost black. So... But yeah, in the in the video, in the video, look, I was just mad because the girl had run from miles away to come in and be part of this little scuffle. Yeah. Um, oh, she deserved it. I'm on your side. She so well just, deserved it. I just stood my ground, gave her a little shove, and uh, she fell over it. I was like, oh, that is quite embarrassing. Yeah, it's good. You, and, but, um, uh, and then after that as well, you worked out that you didn't need your mouth guard because no. you're on the rest of the game. So no. see you later with the mouth guard yeah, into, into row five. They've given, me, they've given me a yellow card for, for that. So yeah, he's yeah, given yeah. me a yellow soft, card. And I was soft. like, what is that? That's, yeah, soft. All I did was push her over. I didn't, didn't throw any punches, nothing like that. And anyway, yeah. 
the, the completed with the mouth guard. And I do end. love the other uh, version. I've got sent a couple of versions of that yeah. with the different song changes yeah. as well. That is also <laughs> quite good. <laughs> the move, yeah. bitch, get out of the way. That got me. That sent yeah. me. Oh my god, so good, so good. Um, well, uh, that's the only. That's the last stitch up. Anything nah, I got for you. We're going to talk about you. So, um, very excited to um, hear about all your story and I guess mm. like your football journey and, and growing up and all that sort of stuff. So let's go right back to uh, the very start of it yep. all. Tell me what it was like growing up as a kid being Hayley. Yeah, so I probably spent a bit of time um, in the backyard just kicking the footy around with my brother. I never played football um, as a kid. Played every other sport, pretty much anything that my brother did. Minus yeah. football, I did too. So he started off playing soccer. Um, so I spent a lot of time playing soccer up until I was maybe 13 or 14 um, years old. Did... A lot of surf life saving, um, which is what I'd continued on with till I was a, a lot older. So, and you grew um, up in Perth, eh? Yeah, yep. yep. So I grew up in Perth um, with this with the surf life saving. Went fairly far with that. I was doing nationals and, and things with beach sprinting, which is a bit unusual. Um, That's tough weird, work. weird yeah. sport. I do. I walk on the beach now, and yeah. I'm like, what? How did I used to run on this? Yeah, it's totally. not like it's the nice sand down near the water. No, no, soft sand and, and um, the sticks and, and yeah, seaweed and stuff exactly. all through it. Yeah. Um, little athletics, another another one. So I was a sprinter back then. Um, so the transition to footy later down the track was difficult because I had to learn how to, um, you know, run longer distances, which was – that's difficult um, for me. I've gotten a lot better at it. But, um, yeah, pretty difficult for me to start off with. Um, but, yeah, footy wasn't really on the radar. We, we grew up supporting West Coast. Um, funny story, my, my dad found it difficult initially to – support Fremantle. Well, yep. he obviously always supported me and, and I'll Frio. be honest, if I've got a kid that was playing football <laughs> and they went to West Coast, holy shit, it's going to yeah, take every exactly. bit in me. But. So, the first, so the first season he, he would wear his Eagles hat yeah. and just put my Hayley Miller badge over the Eagles emblem. <laughs> so, I was like, Dad. And then one of the girls went into the crowd and was like talking to her family and saw him and I got a big fine for that. Yeah, so I, I said, Dad, imagine, you cannot yeah. wear that anymore. So we, we've got him to wearing a purple hat now. So, so good. So, so that's good. fine. Or just go neutral. It's fine. You that's just awesome. Neutral. Although last season he asked, I didn't even buy it for him, but he asked for... Um, I think it was his birthday or, or Father's Day for a Hayley Miller number 19 jumper. So Which now my mum and my dad, right direction. how yeah, adorable yeah. they wear 19 on their back. Um, Frio jumpers. Unreal. Oh, that's so good. We got him there eventually. Yeah, we got that's him there good. eventually. We did. Hey, Legends, how you doing? Quick little break in the podcast here just to say thank you so much to all the regular subscribers, listeners, and followers of the podcast thus far. I uh, have really, really enjoyed bringing you an episode every week of uh, 2023 uh, so far and can't wait to continue to do it all the way through. I really want to make Potty Magic uh, the biggest and baddest and best podcast it possibly can be um, and continue to bring uh, great guests on every single week, um, possibly get some sponsors, and again, just grow it as much as I can on uh, socials and uh, Spotify and Apple and YouTube as well. And I can really use your help for some of that. So uh, it only takes you a quick little second. But if uh, you wouldn't mind subscribing, uh, following, liking, sharing, and also, most importantly, uh, rating the episodes, it really does go a really, really long way for me to continue to um, bring you episodes each and every week and, again, get great guests. So if you wouldn't mind doing that again, subscribing, listening, rating, uh, liking, telling your friends, all the good stuff, uh, I really, really would appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, back to the podcast. Let's go. And just going back to um, uh, early with your brother. So yes. you've spoken about him a lot, obviously, mm. And that was a big reason, obviously, why you got into football and maybe, you know, kicking the footy in the yeah. backyard. That was a big reason. I think, well, yeah, I think definitely learning how to kick when yeah. you're younger makes a, a massive difference. So then, you know, for, for a long time, probably 10 years in, in between, didn't really pick up a footy and, and have a kick around um, much. But, yeah, I think having a kick around with him and it was just, you know, we used to practice Becky's in the backyard and, and all those kinds of things with, with his friends. Um, it was all just a bit of fun. But yeah. When I came to then playing football, I, I started in high school. Just we had they had a girls' team um, in high school. The the comp was no good. It it was just pretty much have a just have go, a kick get around, out there and, and it play. was yeah. and it was fun. And um, I was athletic and whatnot. So and then also knowing how to how to kick, it didn't take too long to sort of build that back up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that certainly helped a lot to have the foundation sort yeah, of built definitely. already, and then um, just built on that from you know when I got 
got older. Yeah. But the first, the very first game of proper football I ever played was actually a, a state game for under 18. So it oh kind God. of all happened right. really quickly. So I, there was no, so what did you do before uh, that? Really, so I was just playing at school and I just went and to what this. what school was that? Uh, St. Mark's yeah. down um, Northway and um, my, one of my teachers said, do you want to do this carnival um, on the weekend? They're just, you know, you can go and, and play a bit more and um, a little bit more seriously. And I yeah. was like, I didn't really want to do it because I didn't know anyone. I, did, I was, didn't think I was that good at footy. I knew I was athletic and fast and whatnot. But anyway, I ended up doing it. No, and I ended up, and I was like, all right, I'll go and do it. I really loved, like, I, I loved playing. It was fun. Um, so I was like, I'll just go and give it a go. And I actually, I ended up doing really well. And, um, yeah, the scout for the under-18 state team at the time was there. I think I was 15, 16 maybe at the time. Um, and they said, do you want to come down and um, like have a run around at, at the under-18s training and just see how you go? And Unreal. I did all the all the trainings and um, got to the end. And, you know, nowadays, so like towards the end, I, I'd know whether I was going to be in the team or not. But right at the start, I had no idea. So I remember they were like, if you haven't found out by this time, it sort of means that you're in the team. Mm. Otherwise, we would have told you that you're not. It got to like nine o'clock on that night and I was like, I'm going to text the coach because I still don't believe that I'm actually in the team. And she was yeah. like, no, nope, you're in it. And I was couldn't believe it. And so the first proper game I actually played was yeah over in Queensland. And um, yeah, it wow. was crazy against the Victorians. They, these girls, like, the girls over in Victoria especially at that time, very different to what we have and here. And they just built bigger and played a lot more footy and yeah. I was well out of my depth then. But yeah. very steep learning curve of footy from that point. That's unreal. So then, so you said that you played some school games mm. before that. Was there a particular, was there like a teacher that went, oh, you have to play? Was it more just that was the thing that, oh, the school footy team's doing it, let's just jump in, have a bit of fun, do the carnival? Or? No, I just think the the school footy just came about because I'd been waiting for something, you know, you could only play when you're in year 10, I think. So yeah. I'd just been kind of waiting. I'd, I'd known it was there, um, you know, when I was in year eight and nine and I'd been waiting to have a go at it. Mm. Um, so when I was old enough, I was like, yeah, I want to just have a run around, have a play um, of footy again. And yeah, it just kind of went from there. The Yeah, the teacher that said I should, um, you know, play the carnival, I'm like, thank you for, yeah. <laughs> for pushing me in that direction because it probably, yeah, started the trajectory I was on. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a crazy sort of ride from there because nothing was ever sort of I'd never felt really comfortable being like, um, I'm at that level. It was always I was kind of a, a foot above where I thought I, I was. Totally. Because um, I ended up – then I played a couple of years um, in the under-18 state team and then prior to AFLW they had these um, exhibition games between Melbourne and Western Bulldogs and you went into this sort of national um, draft and after I finished under-18s I got drafted to Melbourne um, and played every game – um, that they had with these exhibitions. So they had sort of one or two per year, um, played on the MCG, played on um, yeah, Eddie Had and, and te- all that. Televised. Yeah, 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 and they were, they were on TV, so it was just the, this awesome. first big thing. But I was coming into that super fresh in football when, you know, Daisy Pierce is, is there um, playing and all these big names that I'd seen from afar but didn't really, you know, I was like, I'm definitely not at their level. But then all of a sudden I was playing in their, their team. So, um, yeah, it was a crazy experience, crazy ride. That's unreal. And uh, during that sort of – it's come a long way now, um, uh, Women's AFL and the leagues mm. are around. But that time, uh, particularly in WA, there probably wasn't that much organised leagues no. in terms of, you know, stuff when you're growing up. Yeah. Um, what was that like, I guess, dealing with? And what's the difference now? Sort of. Yeah, so back, you know, when I was younger, there was no junior girl. So you could play Oz Kick, I think. Mm. Um, then you had to stop until, um, you know, you could, you're old enough to play with the Women's League. And then, and the Women's League in my time wasn't fully established. It wasn't well known. Um, it was probably, again, more of a, a sort of kick around when I was younger. By the time I'd got into it, which was fairly late, I would have been. Um, well, 17, 18 years old by then. There was a league, but it was just, it was the one league. There was no, well, there was a, a reserves as well, but that was, again, more of just a have fun, drink beers after the game kind of thing. Um, yeah, no um, junior girls at that 
at that time. Um, nowadays, it's similar to the men's. You, you can play Auskick, then you play junior girls all the way up, and then um, you can join sort of the, the league, um, which is, you know, Waffle W now, which they've aligned with Waffle. So they're essentially supposed to work fairly similar now. Mm. Um, but I guess, yeah, my story of getting into football is kind of just shows what it is was kind of like back then. Um, for It just wasn't that... You, know, you, you don't go all the yeah. way through. It's not smooth. Whereas most of the, the men's players would have played, unless they've come from another sport or, or a little bit different like that, like a rookie or whatnot, but most of them would go through that process and they just happen just to be know. the ones yeah. that pop out at the end as, as the best footballers and, and off you go. But, yeah, for us, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of – there's a lot of – um, jumping between sports and girls coming out of nowhere and being able to play, and then you had a couple that'll come through, and that'll it'll happen now. Um, a lot of the girls now getting drafted will have had the whole um, process, so it's it's starting now. But yeah, a lot of the older girls um, in the comp at the moment will have fun stories like mine, where yeah. you just jump in at any time and give it a go, and turns out you're right at it. It's unreal. It's unreal. And was there any other sports that you were looking maybe were you going to be professional in any other sports at that time or what would you think you were going to do after school at that point without yeah. sort of starting football in year 10? I think I probably was never um, committed enough or driven enough to want to go so say with little athletics um, I did that for a while and then I just didn't like the individual part of it same as um, surf life saving the running and whatnot with that it's you, you run with a group but at the end of the day um you know, you're competing and it's just you, you against everyone else. And I decided that I didn't like that anymore because I put too much pressure on myself um, and I wasn't enjoying it anymore because it it became too stressful and I, you know, wouldn't sleep the night before and all that kind of thing because, you know, I put so much on – because I was good at it, I put that much pressure on winning all the time and yeah. I've been very blessed as a, as a kid and um, a young adult to have won – a lot in individual stuff, especially sprinting and things like that. So then as you get older and people catch up to you, it becomes more difficult because you still want to be, you know, better than everyone. But naturally everyone's going to catch up and you're doing different training and, you know, you have to be that. I I honestly take my hat off to anyone that does individual sports, but sprinting in, in particular, it's just such a technical thing. And, and like you're touching on, it's quite lonely, lonely as well when, yeah. you're, when you're doing that all yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I'd, I don't think, if, if it wasn't footy, I don't think I would have, you know, continued on in terms of, you know, elite sport. Um, I studied physiotherapy. I, I am a physiotherapist. Um, not practising at the moment, but I probably would have just, you know, pushed through with that and got into a sort of full-time job and, and that would have probably been it. Yeah. Played some social sport, I would have thought. I couldn't have given it away, but I would have played something fun. Just be chopping up yeah. your eight <laughs> or nines or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> something yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, And um, you said that the, the draft experience was like a real whirlwind for you and yeah. it just happened so fast. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so that was, that was interesting too because we had a few um, sort of what you call marquee picks, so they were your first two. So Cara, um, Juddy and... and Turbo Kiara Bowers. And this was the, the very first, the very draft first of one. the AFLW. Yeah, so every team had 2017? two. 2017? Yes. Yep. Seven, well, the draft was in 2016, yep. but for the 2017 yeah, yeah. season. So every team had these two marquee um, signings, so your, your best sort of players. And um, a lot of WA girls actually were given marquees elsewhere because the AFL wanted to split the talent in WA because we were only going to have the one team at Frio and we would have yep. been very strong um, if everyone had stayed. Yep. Didn't work out so well for us because it meant everyone left and then we were terrible. But yeah, yeah, we had yeah. a bunch <laughs> of injuries and things that didn't help either. But um, so you had the two marquees and then there were two priority picks. Um, so Ebony Antonio was one of them. I can't remember who the other one. Oh, Kirby Bentley was the other one. Um, but yeah, so th- those were picked early. Um, and then I remember getting a phone call from um, the coach at the time, Michelle Cowan. I was on my way home from uni and I kind of thought I knew what the phone call might have been. So I was like, I'm going to pull over so I can fully like enjoy, this, enjoy yeah. it. And she asked if I wanted to head over to Melbourne for the draft. And in my head, I was like, well, that must mean that I'm going as 
Frio's number one pick. So, but she said, you, you can't tell anyone that you're going over there. So, um, the only people I told was my mum and dad, obviously. Um, so it was a weird experience because I was so on my own. I was so lonely going over there. Went over there by myself, was put up in a hotel, nice fancy hotel, but couldn't, couldn't show it to anyone. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, be yeah. like, oh, look couldn't at this. Get all the story. Yeah, look yeah. at this cool play. I like took all these videos. I was like, well, can't even put them anywhere. I'm showing mum and dad. I'm like, mum, look at this. But um, yes, and then on draft day, my, my friend was like, we're, like, where are you watching the draft? We're all going to get together, like, come. And, and I was like, oh, I'm just super busy at uni. That, that Like, I've got something really important. I can't get away from uni this day. She was like, EJ, like, you're going to get drafted as if you're not going to, like, sit down and watch it. I was like, no, nah, I'm just super, yeah, yeah, super yeah, yeah, yeah. busy. I was like, just can't get away from it. I'm sitting at my hotel in Melbourne being like, oh, my God, please believe me. Yeah, like, yeah, and then, um, yeah, so I went to, to the draft and um, – it was it was crazy. My name got called out, and you know you go up, and um, I was number four overall. Um, but yeah, Frio's Frio's p- first pick um, because they're sort of state based drafts um, still at the moment because there's not enough money in terms of making girls move across yep. the country if they don't want to. Um, yeah, so my name got called out, went up, and and then you kind of get taken away to do all this media and whatnot. So I left my phone on on the chair and. Yeah, we went, we were probably gone for like an hour and a half doing um, interviews, photos, all sorts of different things. And then, um, yeah, got back to my phone. I've never had, you know, so you know on the front, messes, the, yeah, the front yeah. screen and you, the notifications. I just had never experienced anything like that because it was, it was televised. It was big. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh, well, this, is, this thing's pretty big um, and, you up, know, my yeah. friend was like I can't believe you said you're at uni I was like sorry I couldn't tell you um but yeah it was it was an awesome experience and then um yeah to to I think that won't probably sink in that you know I was part of the very first um draft and I was in you know the first round as well so amazing um yeah it was pretty surreal experience and then yeah we not long after that got into um pre-season training yeah unreal and then who was the coach at the time Michelle Cowan so she's now um with West Coast I think she's their um manager or whatnot football manager um but yeah so she was actually my under 18s um state coach as well so um, so she knew a, me pretty well, so I had a good relationship with her. Obviously, with her. And, and a yeah. good little in. Not that there would have been any doubt of you getting in the team or not <laughs> yeah. if you were taken as their priority yeah. pick and number well, probably, four or whatever. But probably helped. Um, yeah, just, she just knew me what I was what I was capable of. And there I was think, already a good relationship yeah, when there someone too, yeah. you know puts their trust in you that you know you might turn out to be all right. Did it took me a few years to actually um, sort of settle at that level? You know, season six was. A big jump from what I'd done previously, um, and also if you've only just started really playing, yeah. like you know, a f- yeah, a few it doesn't take time that. to sort yeah, of yeah. to to build and get comfortable, and then to build on the training too. Is as I said earlier, I was um, learning to you know get fit in terms of a, a long distance sort of, and then repeat efforts on top of that long distance. Um, yeah, it's a very different sort of um, energy system that you're using. Yeah, definitely. And then the first game, so it's not just your debut game, but it was the debut game for the club and for the league and yeah. everything. I imagine the excitement from everyone would have just been absolutely buzzing. Tell me about yeah. the lead up to that and how were you feeling? Did you, you know, all yeah. that. Tell me, tell yeah. me. So we, so we flew, we were in um, Melbourne. It was actually my 21st birthday, the day that we flew um, over and we were playing the next day. Um, so just just turned 21, so it was a, a crazy um, sort of weekend. And the first game, our game was on the Sunday. The very first AFLW game was actually on the, um, I think it was on the Saturday night. And I remember, I think, pretty much all of the team crammed into um, one room. And, yeah, it's a, it's a real experience, like, just watching that on TV and going, oh, my, like, this is actually happening. Um, you know, we got 30 girls in this room, like, glued to the TV, being like, that's going to be us tomorrow. Um, and then, yeah, we – so the next day we're, we're obviously playing and 
running out like through the banner, obviously ridiculously nervous and whatnot. But the thing I remember were standing there waiting um, for the ball to be thrown up, and they it was at Witten Oval um, against the Western Bulldogs, and they had the countdown timer going down um, for the start of the game. I think it started at thirty seconds, but they had this heartbeat sound. It was like dum dum. Dung dung as as it was ticking down, and I was like, as if you would put that. Yeah, I was like, that is not helping <laughs> anyone, right? right? I, was, yeah, I could yeah, feel. Yeah. I was like, my heart is going at that sort of um, intensity, intensity yeah, and yeah. I, it's going to burst out of my chest. And that was the most most nervous I think I've ever ever felt. Um, once the siren goes and the ball's up, it's it's all right. But yeah, I've never been so nervous for a, for a footy game or anything before. I can imagine. And um, so that game, did you win that game? No, we no. that started a uh, unfortunate series of, uh, of events where, yeah, we, our first season, our first two seasons didn't go the way that we wanted them to. We only won one game um, in the first season. Um, we actually, the first game we ever won was at the old Subiaco um, Oval against Carlton on a Friday afternoon where no one came and watched because it was three o'clock in, on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, everyone's yeah. still and at it work. Was, it was for the TV time. Yeah, time. everyone's still at work. So, um, But it was also playing in a stadium, so, yeah. so that was awesome. But that was our very first ever win. And it'd been, it was towards the end of the season. I think we had, I think we only had six games though um, then. So I think that was the fifth game. Finally won one um, and then got absolutely smashed the next week by Melbourne in the last game. But um, the next year we, we won a couple of games, but still, um, yeah, injuries and, and whatnot. We just, yeah, didn't didn't quite perform uh, to where we wanted to. Um, but then Trent Cooper came in in season three. Um, we got a few... Girls back, so Kiara Bowers came back. She she was having a lot of issues with her knees um, for the first two seasons. Didn't play any games. Um, she came back in in the third uh, season as well, and um, yeah, things went went up from there, which was awesome. Yeah, and I was going to say that then sort of started um, some real you know success mm. uh, team wise yeah. uh, for the next few seasons after that. Tell me about those years, how that was building, and, yeah. and the feel around all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think it's it's difficult when you're losing all the time, um, and we'd, we'd kind of gotten used to that. Um, a lot of the girls, yeah, hadn't really won many games of footy, and, and that year we, we came in, the pre-season felt really good, and we came in and we won the first game um, against Melbourne, and Melbourne had been a, a pretty good team um, over the first two seasons, and so, and it was a really feel-good moment, you know, Turbo got through her first game back from um, knee injuries and she kicked a goal and a lot of girls were debuting. I think we still had 11 new um, girls that year. So a lot of um, yeah debutantes and, and whatnot. So that game was really special. It just felt really good. And it was it was a game where, um, you know, we were ahead by, you know, three or four goals at one point. Melbourne came back and um, they were then ahead by three or four goals and then we managed to come back over the top as well. It was at Casey Fields, ridiculously windy, so that probably, you know. Yeah, but yeah exactly. There was a scoring know, The, the scoring yeah, ends, yeah. Um, it was very up and down, but it was also, it was 39 degrees, the hottest wind ever. Um, but... Yeah, we we managed to win it, and I think yeah, from there I was like, okay, like that was a really good win, and and from there we just it was like a again a cascade of of positive um, events. As soon as you get that sniff of sort of confidence, I think the girls just sort of built on that, and then we had a really good we have a really good um, group of girls that sort of stuck together when the Eagles came in in season three. We did lose a few, but not too many sort of big or foundation players or, or those players that you kind of want to keep and, and rely on. We managed to, to keep them keep in, them all together. which was which was a really big win for us. And, yeah, so we we then just sort of built um, each year from then. Um, unfortunately, we, we've made a few prelim finals and, yeah, we haven't been able to sort of crack that and make the the grand final yet. Um, but you know, you never know with a with a new coach. Trent got us to a um, prelim final in his first year, so which as is much a massive as, turnaround yeah. from you know, like you're saying, the success of the team yeah. for that first few years to then getting a yeah, bit of exactly. a new, um, coaching style. It's it's a hard one because Trent leaving was um, you know it's. It leaves a little bit of a, a sour taste in the mouth to, to some people to think, oh, well, he was so successful. And then you think on the other side, though, you 
sometimes you've got to change some things up to, to take it that next level. So we'll be hoping to do that. Quick little break in the podcast here. Just a shout out to my friends over at the Gifted Corp, who are a startup business here in Perth that have ranges of gym wear, street wear, and other fashion. They're actually the brand of shirt that I've been wearing on the podcast the last few episodes. And bloody hell, they are comfy. And I tell you what, they're great for podcasting. Any podcasters out there, get on these. Very, very comfy to uh, chat to your guests in. But if you want to uh, get your hands on some of their merch, all you need to do is head to the Gifted Corp, www.thegiftedcorp, or check them out on Instagram. Uh, let's get back to the podcast. Make sure you go buy a shirt. Career thus far, what's like the biggest game do you reckon that you've played in? You've obviously been played in some finals games, and yeah. now you've kind of got the derby games, and I imagine mm. really big occasions. Yeah, yeah I think um, the very first derby was was pretty pretty good because we were, we were playing at Optus. Um, we beat the Eagles, obviously. That's yeah. always um, so good. That's always good. But Actual I think, best. yeah, I think the best one for me um, might have been the the Derby at the start of um, last year, so season six. It was my first game as captain. Um, you know, Derby, and I like in my head, I was I don't want to be. The first, the first one. one to sort of <laughs> to lose this, um, you know, as captain as well. And I, was, I felt a lot of sort of pressure with that. And, and your dad's you know, probably getting in yeah, your ear all yeah. week, going, fuck off, dad. Yeah, <laughs> it was, but it was funny because the game was actually quite good. I think we only sort of broke it open in the second half of the last quarter and, and then it was really fun. So you got that fun part of it where we were kicking goals and um, – you know that that was really fun, but the grind before that was was awesome. There was a, there was a lot of heat in it. There's, you know, you know, Swanee, um, the the Eagles captain was getting into me quite a lot, and I think just for me to to then win the game, and I was like, you know, what? Yeah, it doesn't good. even matter. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah. I get I, I get the last laugh. I don't need to come and you know knock you down matter. like yeah. the like, chicken under fifteen going. Yeah. <laughs> so that was an awesome feeling to to have won um, that game, and it was a twilight game. I love playing sort of night um, night games. So I think yeah, everything and the feeling I had after that game was sort of different to any other one. I just felt this overwhelming sense of pride for the group and, and you know, how we um, played that day and um, knowing that they were sort of, you know, this is this is my team now and, and you know, we're going to push forward from, from this point. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I imagine, like, you would have met loads of really big um, football personalities along the way because you're obviously doing um, all the leadership role mm. um, stuff the last few years as well. Um, has there been any real cool run-ins with football personalities of, you know, AFLW, AFL, commentators, media, anything like that, that was like, oh, that was pretty cool? Oh, look, there's there's so many, um, to be honest, but the I do a lot of um, emceeing with, with Fremantle, so, yeah. and where I am then the one asking um, the question. So we've had... Um, Oh, I'm not going to be able to bloody rattle them off um, right now, but we've had a, a fair few of, of different people. So, um, God, I can't remember his name now, but he won – I think his name was Matt. I can't remember his last name. But he um, had just won the Wimbledon doubles. Um, yes. Oh, he was at the um, – uh, he did a lap at the Frio yeah, game. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, so yeah, before yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I um, I yeah interviewed him. And I was like, oh, this is just to, – to hear about other, other sports and, and what – they have to do obviously to get to get to where they are, and often a lot of you know AFL is one of the biggest, you know, the biggest sport in Australia, and you know for the for the men's they it's so well set up already, and, and they don't have to fight a lot for um, for for anything really. It's kind of they've already built this, they've they've fought for it all the way through. But a lot of these other sports that are trying to compete, are, um, you know, find it, and it's kind of like the women's we've got to fight for everything and and you know try and push ourselves up as much as we can. But it's the sort of same for for tennis and swimming and all these um, other sports that potentially don't get the same sort of funding just given as a given. So yeah. they have to work quite hard for the for that sort of. Um, yeah, so the the that grassroots level, um, if you like, to to build their their sports. But um, yeah, we've had sort of cricketers um, come through. Matt Pavlich, um, cool. he's yeah, pretty cool. Pretty I know cool. you're a big I know you're a big fan. Big fan of Matty Park. Um, Crumble every time I meet yeah. him. But big fan. <laughs> but it's funny because people just expect that I would know like that. You know, I'd be like friends with him. That you just got them on speed dial. like, it's not really like that. Um, It's not really like that at all. Um, But even just, you know, spending time with with Nat Five, people are like, oh, my God, that's 
incredible. And I'm like, but now I've sp- spent a bit of time with him. I'm like, he's just a, he's just a, he's just a regular guy. He, you know, has, you know, issues like the rest of us. He, you know, it's not easy when you know he's. In, well, I was speaking to him because I'd had a um, calf injury, and we were we were doing something together, um, an appearance together, and and. You know, we'd, we just sat there talking about um, injuries and, you know, how hard it can be to just sort of, you know, focus on yourself, especially as a, as a captain when, um, you know, you're injured and you can't be out there. And he was sort of going through the same thing at the same time. So, um, yeah, it was really good to just chat to him in, in that respect and, and get his um, sort of his perspective on things. He's done it for a lot longer than I have. So, yeah, just you meet so many people. Um that I probably, yeah, I don't – it doesn't really sink in at the time because totally. it's just constant meeting people, um, new people all the time. But it's a, it's really cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, you took over uh, the captaincy role. Mm. Um, how did it go for the first year? And obviously you also took over from uh, Cara. Yes. Ajati, who's a legend, by the way. Um, and you're really pers- good personal friends with her yeah. as well. So how was that sort yeah. of transition? Has she given you any really good pieces of advice, helped you through yeah. all that sort of stuff? Yeah, it was um, it was very daunting taking it um, over from it would from be, Juddie yeah. because she was the only captain to yeah, date. Hey, yeah, so she'd been um, captain for the first uh, five seasons and had done an incredible job. She'd taken us um, through a lot of uh, difficult conversations and a lot of a lot of things, especially you know when you you're transitioning from you know one coach to the next and um when all that's going on trying to keep everyone together and and she did such an incredible job the whole way through and and she has such you know everyone has such great respect um for her so um to take over from her was was daunting to say the least but at the same time there was a lot of comfort in knowing she was still there it wasn't like she'd then you know retired and and she wasn't she was no longer right there it was like and also you have dinner at each other's house yeah exactly a couple times a week so yeah, exactly. i'm sure it probably makes it easier exactly. to ask things yeah exactly so <laughs> Yeah, she's always been a great um, friend of mine, so that does certainly make it make it easier. But yeah, having I think for the first little while, you know, if I was addressing the group and whatnot, I would just naturally sort of my eyes would go towards her, and and you know she'd what give me yeah she yeah. Would, <laughs> she'd give me you know the nod and be like yep you yep you're, you're saying good. the right yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like okay cool all right I can continue on. So for for a, a long while I was doing that just to to get that. Um, I guess for me that recognition of okay you, you're doing all right and she didn't have to say anything it's just the nod and and that she and she's an intent listener anyway which is which is great so she's never off with the fairies which is great um, but yeah she'd give me that sort of encouraging nod yep you're doing the right thing you're saying the right thing just keep going so um, that was always helpful but yeah I think it's 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 great having her um, as a as a great friend and I think now being that she's retired, um, it'll be even easier to sort of go to her and ask for a bit of help because when you when you she's sort of in the team, there's certain things that you know you got to kind of keep to yourself because you don't need it going everywhere in the team. You don't need everyone to know every little thing that's going on behind the scenes. Um, but at the same time, as captain, you've got to be able to share some of that um, load and and not take it so much on yourself so that was probably one of the the best pieces of advice that that she gave me was you can't do everything yourself it's not all up to you um to spread the load as as much as you can because otherwise you'll you know you'll be right for a while but then you'll burn out pretty quickly yeah definitely and what sort of leader do you reckon you are in terms of uh you know there's uh people that lead by their voice Mm. by actions by there's all sorts of different types what do you think and interesting and Interestingly enough, you said off air just before that you're doing a course at the moment in yeah. leadership as well. So, yeah. what sort of leader are you? Do you reckon? I, I've always said that I'm probably more of a, a lead by example um, kind of person. I am fairly well articulated, so I think I'm fairly good at giving feedback as well in a sort of measured a measured way at an appropriate time as well so I think that's that's a bit of a strength um, of mine some other leaders may be a little bit more fiery and just you know say whatever comes uh, to their head and it may not be at the right time or the or the right delivery so I, I like to lead by my actions do the right thing and, and others will sort of follow follow in, in your footsteps and um, I probably learnt that a lot from Juddie um originally was she's just such a hard worker and I probably wasn't when I first came in that was something that I had to learn of of what real hard work you know you think 
you're working hard because it's hard, but you got to push past that barrier of this is hard to okay, this is hard. I know this is hard, but I'm going to push myself that little bit more to then you know get get better. So I learned that from from Juddy, and and so I sort of try and do a little bit of that myself. But like you said, I am doing a um, course leadership and management course. Um, this this year so that'll be good just to add a little bit of extra sort of value underneath I've got a lot of lived experience of of leadership and whatnot but for both um now while I'm I'm leading the team but also for you know future post footy career opportunities that's yeah what I'm doing it for yeah for sure and uh other stories that I love always hearing are like on the field talkative stories any back and forth banter all that sort of stuff are you very chatty when you're out there or oh, as into your opponents yeah. and stuff like that and have you had any really good trash talkers the other way around as well they're always good stories <laughs> if, there, if there is any look I don't, I don't women's football there's not I'd say it's not as as bad as as give men's it, give it time. um yeah I think it, I think we'll get there do you know what the best that um so I was going for goal I think a couple of seasons back, and I don't. It, it's not. It wasn't trash talking. Nothing like that. But I think it was one of these goal, a, a Gold Coast girl. She go. So as I was lining up to to kick the goal, and I'm not very good at um, sort of zoning everything out. I'll be able to hear it, and um, I'm I'm pretty sure I laughed as I was kicking the goal. She goes. <laughs> she ya. goes. Your um. <laughs> she goes. Your shoes are untied, and it just made me think because obviously you, oh, your, your laces are untied or whatever yeah. and it was just like my sh- shoes are untied as I was like going in to keep the eyes like my shoes my shoes are untied I was like that's not quite right but I like couldn't figure out in that moment why it didn't sound right and I was like and then afterwards I was Did like oh my god yeah I kicked the goal oh thank god for that no, no I kicked right. the goal <laughs> that's right you I didn't can work laugh. Yeah, you can didn't... laugh as you kick yeah, it as long as you kick the goal that's but I was just like oh I was like that's a that's a good one in just like it's not, you know, it's not bad. You know, you're not bagging anyone. You're not, you know, saying anything. Um, you know, that's going to get you in trouble. But it was enough to make me think and take my mind off actually kicking the goal. But gotcha. luckily, it was straight in front. So, so was, hopefully, you know what AFL uh, W players are listening. They listening just go. All nah. you have to do is just <laughs> say those shoes are untied. Yeah, and she's gonna <laughs> say the shoes are untied. I've heard that one. Before. <laughs> I know that one. All right, another quick break. Why haven't you gone and subscribed, followed, and liked the bloody episodes of the Potty Magic thus far? But uh, like I said before in the other break, it really does go a long way um, in uh, getting the podcast up the charts, getting great guests on, continuing to. Uh, do an episode each and every week um, and uh, yeah it's uh, just takes two minutes of your time if you wouldn't mind subscribing sharing liking uh, and most importantly rating the podcast it really does go a long way um, to uh, yeah building potty magic and bringing you episodes each and every week back to the podcast let's go make sure you do it and uh, going into next year what's mm. the focus for yourself uh, goals wise and also for the team I don't know if you've mm. sort of got back to the together with the team thus far for the preseason or anything just yet, but is there anything going into next year that you guys have um, identified that needs to be the goal and work on together? Yeah, I think um, first and foremost for me um, is going to try, like in this period, to try and really build a solid base um, to prevent injury because mm. I've had a few issues and still ongoing with um, my calves and they're, they're just little um, tweaks and niggles, but they're happening. I thought you were going to say you got little calves. I was going, you're on the wrong nah. podcast. We're talking about little calves over here. But. No, no. Unfortunately, they're they're not little, but they're they're not uh, they're not very resilient at the gotcha. moment. Yeah. Um, so Best thing about mine didn't get any installed, <laughs> yeah. so uh, never <laughs> have, have any never have calf issues. Which yeah, is so nice. Well, I think it might have it might have come through being a sprinter originally. So built them up really strong, yep. and then now they just struggle with long distance running. So if I ever do like a longer distance, and if I go that little bit too far, um, we're done. So it's just yeah, trying to build that base and and get this right. So then I can because essentially season six was probably my best season because I had a full preseason with with no issues and I was fit and and all that. Um, so. Yeah, if I can keep injury free, that's going to be a big a big thing for me. Um, I think for the for the team, it's hard to say at the moment because we and don't just, have. A, just on your personal yeah, ones as well, what are you actually doing currently in the mm. in this off season in terms of your routine, your training, yep. your diet, all that sort of stuff yep. that's contributing to yeah. exactly what you were just yeah. So about? I'm um, I'm doing a lot of off feet sort of um, conditioning at the moment because I physically can't. I 
went for a run not long ago and, and had another little little issue. So working with the physio at the moment to um, get me back on the, the rehab train for um, the calf in terms of, of running. But um, Does it help that you're a physio as well or do you think it kind of like puts you back a little bit because you're like, oh, no, yeah. I should rest this yeah. where, or, versus you might push through it a little bit more I regularly? I think or? I'm more of the push through it, it'll be fine. And then it's not, um, which is probably been my issue um, for a lot of the the calf issues that I've had because I'm like, oh, no, it's it's a little bit sore, but I think I'll be out, like I'll I'll be fine. But, yeah, lo and behold, I'm not. So um, that probably doesn't, yeah, I'd say it it hinders me more than it helps me. Although knowing sort of what's going on a little bit probably probably helps because I go, okay, now I know I need to rest this, otherwise it's not going to get better. Um, So... Yeah, I guess that's is. just learning from experience, though, with it as yeah. well. And everybody is going to be very different with yes. it if you can push through that little bit exactly. or not push through it. Mm. Yeah, and it's one, like there's certain things like the calves are really annoying because I've had some shocking sort of other injuries that I've been able to sort of push through because I know they're not necessarily going to get worse. I did the ligaments in my elbow a um, couple of seasons back, and I was wearing a cool. It was like a full on um, brace, robo girl race for during the week and then on game day just strap it up and off you go kind of thing yeah um i punctured my lung playing footy you're joking when was that uh that was season two taylor harris um so i ran back with the flight silly silly idea um and she was coming the other way and just her knee straight into the Uh. straight into the chest and i didn't know at the time that um, it had, so it didn't break any ribs, but it just um, sort of sheared the walls of um, my lungs so hard that it like tore a little hole in it, and um, so it slowly sort of collapsed. And um, but I ended up playing the rest of the game, um, yeah, which is crazy to think about. That now, is but, that is tough. But then it was yeah. it was the last game of the season, so then you know we've gone on a bit of a bender weekend, had a few too many drinks, and then woke up on the Monday morning. I was like, man, I still can't can't breathe properly so we went and had a scan and they're no, like I'm yeah i'm not even on the vapes yeah that, i was like no nah. <laughs> i was like that yeah lucky i wasn't having a smoke or anything. <laughs> but um yeah i was like, oh, i just can't breathe properly and yeah it was partially collapsed my lungs so needed a bit of time off to and i'm actually missed the um end of season barley trip because you're not allowed, oh, to, you're not allowed to fly with a um with the a collapsed lung, lung so oh. Yeah, that, that, that was is that was that is really that, just putting it on top. Yeah, that really that. put the cherry on top of that one. Um, and the other one, I um, I broke my leg playing, um, but it was in the first thirty seconds of this um, exhibition game, um, Frio versus West Coast. So this is beforehand. I was actually playing for West Coast. Um, I'd been so excited for this game um, and pumped it up. I was like, oh, just and we'd had the whole off season, so it was the first game of of anything. And first twenty seconds, the ball's going out on the wing and. Um, I've gone to ta- tackle Ebony Antonio. She was playing for the other team and um, flung around and one of my um, teammates kneed me in the leg and a little, just a little fracture in my um, oh. fibula. But, and I was like, nah, that's just a, like it was a, a really bad yeah. corky. I was like, oh, nah, it's just a really bad corky. So I've gone back and I was like, nah, I can go back on. Like I can still, because with a fibula, it's non-weight bearing. So it's less like if I'd broken my tibia, you're obviously not going to run on that. But yeah. um, like it was, it hurt a lot. But I was like, nah, it's just a really bad. I've had a really bad corky in my thigh before, and I could barely, I could barely run. Really, but I was yeah, like, nah, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Went back in the midfield for about five seconds. I was like, oh, nah, can't, cannot go in the midfield. So ended up re- like going full forward, kicked a couple of goals, and then um, so I played the entire rest of the game, and then. The next morning, like that night, could not sleep. It was it was so painful. And then the next morning, um, you know, at night time when you're like, oh no, nah, it's not like it's it's really bad at night. But then you wake up in the morning, you're like, no, it's, it's not that yeah. bad. It's not that yeah. bad. Everything's always yeah. worse. At yeah, night. I was like, it's worse at night. Like it'll be fine. And then that next day, it was still pretty average. And um, one of my friends was like, no, you've got to go and like get it checked out. So I went and yeah, they scanned. They didn't even want to scan that. She was like, that this doctor was like, no. Nah. She was like, she thought I was being dramatic and I was like, I wouldn't be here if I didn't genuinely think something's wrong. I'm tough as fucking yeah, nails, I was right? like, You don't know me. Yeah. And anyway, and yeah, came back and she was like, oh my God, I like, I can't believe it. It's actually like broken. And I'm like in tears because I knew what that meant. It meant I was out of footy yeah, for yeah, yeah. like I don't know, 10, 10 weeks or whatever it took to get better. But 
um, yeah, so I've managed to go through a few few injury like big ones like that, um, which which are nice because they have a um, sort of a linear um, progression to getting better. It's it's generally unless you have a, a setback on the way, it's it's generally pretty much like you've got eight weeks or you got six weeks in a boot and then this and this and this and then you're good. Whereas my calves, it's like oh you know. For a bit, it, it'll be good, and then you'll have a bad day, and you go, "Oh, hang on, I've got to pull myself back." And then you have a week of, you know, less, and then got to try and build again. And if you go past that threshold, you got to start again. And yeah, of course, yeah. So yeah, I've I've found it really a, difficult. It's not yeah. like there's a, a hard finish no. line going. Yeah, ten weeks, it's sorted. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I've found that pretty pretty difficult for me. Someone that likes a bit of structure and just wants it to be yeah, to be definitely. good and and you know done at a certain point. Um, yeah, pretty difficult. Yeah, nice. But I guess putting in all that extra work, all this obviously, that's going to be setting it up yes. for uh, for success yes, this year. Exactly. And then team success yeah. and goal and focus this year. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, like I said, like we we don't have a coach at the moment, so that mm. is a pretty difficult question to sort of answer because there there isn't any, I guess, team um, or club directed sort of goals. I, I suppose we've been getting together and just doing some sort of off feet conditioning sessions, um, which is awesome to, to get some of the younger girls there. We've and, had some and down in the, yeah. in the body mad. Yeah, uh, exactly. Right yeah, we've well. had it's a few here. Um, so we're just, yeah, keeping everyone together and, and everyone connected is, is a massive part of any sort of team um, sports. But um, I think, look, for us, our season seven wasn't up to scratch and um you know from season six we made a prelim final and and we were pretty close um you know so a couple of things had gone our way in that game like the the result could have been different it wasn't like we were blown out of the water at all um but then you know season seven a lot of injuries and and things didn't didn't quite go our way you know there's a massive element of luck when it comes to sport as well like you said injuries just things that you cannot control with as well Um, so i think it'll be just for, for the girls, it is keeping everyone together and, and, and connected as much as we can through this off-season because it is a long off-season period. Yeah. Starts um, back in August. Yeah, so point. so August is, is the start time of the season. Yeah. We'll, we'll start back in sort of June um, for proper pre-season. We'll, we'll probably have a, a block of training um, in, in the off-season as well just to, to keep things ticking, ticking along. But, um, yeah, I think for us, keeping everyone together, um, everyone as motivated as possible, but whilst allowing everyone a bit of a, a break and a, a reset mentally um, is really important at this time. But, you know, the the goals are fairly similar year to year. You want to make finals. You want to win a grand final, obviously. Um, so I think we'll be looking to certainly step it up and, and take that next that next step. Yeah, definitely. I've never had the outside of this house be so noisy <laughs> with... I don't know if it's been picked up on the microphones, but there's been fucking there's, cars coming out. There's been out there, yeah. There's been... I don't know what they're mowing over the lawn. I've never heard so many people out there. Anyway, um, and um, the AFLW as a league, um, so now uh, seven seasons in, there's 18 teams all across the yeah. comp. Pretty amazing considering that, you know... Seven years ago, eight years ago, there wasn't even a league around, and yeah. and, and you growing up and um, getting into you know footy at you know year ten, there wasn't even that sort of grassroots yeah. stuff, and it's become such a massive, massive sport, mm. grassroots level as well. Um, the, uh, for women's AFL, um, how has that been the shift in the last yeah. few years? And also, I guess, what do you think it needs to do to take the next step to be even bigger, mm. even bigger, have more full time paid athletes, yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's yeah, it's been insane how Amazing, quickly isn't it? how quickly it all came about, and then year on year, um, it's just grown massively. And um, yeah, we, I think yeah, for me, you can you can tell by the amount of people that sort of um, recognise you, I suppose, and and you know, young kids that know who you are, and you know, that's such a foreign concept to a lot of us because you know we you know women's sport, it's. It's a funny, it's a funny one because it's generally not as well known as as your men's sports and and that kind of thing. But especially in, in AFL. But now, like I can go to the shops and and occasionally I'll get the Go Frio or or whatnot. So and, good, you know. And that's me. Before it would be, I'd have to be in Frio sort of kit and you know a specific area that kind of thing, and people might notice you. Totally, but yeah. now I can be anywhere, um, and you know someone might might recognize me just based purely on you know my face and and whatnot so that's that goes to show people are watching um and they're taking an invested interest you can watch without actually knowing anyone but to be able to know 
um, a face and a name and, and that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, it takes a level of interest in, um, and whatnot. So I think, yeah, it's come a ridiculously long way. And then on top of that, the, the young girls playing football is, is incredible and um, that's the thing I love the most is yeah, when, you know, I ask girls and go, um, you know, do you play football? And they go, yeah, yeah, I do. I play for whoever. Um, and before... Like so, like so many of my, um, you know, female friends and people that I know, yeah. they're all involved in a club somewhere. Yeah. They might not be playing maybe the entire season. They're yeah. coming for games here and there. But it's so involved, mm. isn't it? But mm. it's just like before, well, about being a physio, so uh, you get a lot of kids and, and young people coming in and, and you're asking them, you know, what sport do you play and whatnot. And, you know, this was only a few years back and um, right at the start of AFLW and very, very little, um, you know, the female population would you know, say that they play football, but towards the end, and that I've been out of uh, physio game for about a year now, but um, towards the end it was, you know, every second girl that came in was like, yeah, I've been playing footy and need the hammies, this and uh, that. Need the yeah. rubbed out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's awesome just to see that organic um, sort of growth, um, both within AFLW and being a part of that, but seeing the, the effect it has on on. Australia and and even even the world. I had um, a girl um, message me uh, through Instagram. She was coming over to Australia. Lives in America. Plays football in America, and wanted to join a um, waffle team here. Amazing. Um, and I'm like, that's just incredible. And again, that, that's eight years ago. No, that's not a thing. That's not a like, thing at all. So yeah, it's 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 cool to it's to know cool. it's gone. You know, it's never going to be massive. You know, AFL in general is not massive the rest of the world, but just to know that, you know, there's girls playing all over the world, it's crazy. Yeah, and uh, and I guess, like, the, the, the biggest um, participated sport um, for, for women was um, probably netball before mm. that, like a team sport. Yeah. But what a switch it's been. Mm. And, like, you look at the, the grassroots level of netball, that's the attendance, mm. um, uh, sorry, participation has gone right down. Mm. And then also the professional league for netball, it's mm. kind of on the verge of, and, and you just go, how did you have all the participation mm. and like have such issues? And now that the AFL have come in and done a fantastic job mm. with organising it all, grassroots yeah. levels, getting a professional league, getting a televised, all that sort of stuff. And it's just boomed, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it's it's the investment that the AFL are able to put in yeah. um, because you know they have they have money and they have support they have a lot of investors and, and things like that and a lot of those investors have jumped on women's football which is incredible for us and yeah, yeah it i i often feel um you know not bad but you know you, you go i feel sorry for some of these these women's sports that don't have a male sport to sort of not and I, look, this is a it's a hard sort of one because you don't want to say that the men's AFL is is holding us up, but in terms of their partnerships that they already have and and sort of it's an already established it's league, established, I guess, yeah, yeah. And and there's people that like football and that will invest in the women's netball is netball. Um, there is you know they've just got you know their partners and things like that, but it's just not. It's just not as big, yeah. um, and unfortunately, that then filters both up and and down. So you know, your grassroots. You used to have you know every little girl played played netball. Um, now a lot of the girls are playing football, yeah. and it just goes to show what you know. If you can see other people playing football, um, so young girls see myself and and the rest of the league and go, oh, I want to be like and them. And the exposure is, as yeah. well and the exposure is there. It's it's on TV. It's it's hyped up. It's in all the ads, and the girls go, oh, I want to do that. Um, whereas, yeah, netball just doesn't unfortunately have the the funding to be able to have it on TV all the time and have that exposure all the time. And um, yeah, so I feel very lucky and, and privileged to be in a position that, you know, we have a lot of support um, for our sport. Yeah, it's a fantastic. And um, I guess now moving away from football, mm. uh, a little bit more about you, what, what else do you do except for football? Well, what do I do? The football is the main thing. And a lot, I find it hard because sometimes, you know, a lot of the things that 
I do still relate to football in in some way or I've started them because I want them to sort of help with with football and things but I've dabbled in a little bit of a little bit of golf um, really all right not very well I have never not ever well. played a round of round golf of in my golf. life I've been to the driving range yeah. before but I just uh, it just doesn't get no, me just yeah, yet stick. I'll wait till I'm retired well, and old to be honest, and stick, <laughs> stick to, the, to the that's the fun part anyway yeah, yeah, just yeah, the yeah. just, just the driving it. range yeah, yeah. it's the it's the most frustrating sport in the world because you can go and be like, oh, I actually wasn't as bad as was what I was, you know, the last time. And then you go uh, another time, even in, in the same week, and you'll be right back where you started. So very uh, frustrating sport. But one of my friends absolutely loves it, and she got me into it. I haven't played in, in a while, but we were going sort of once a week, and it was a good just sort of recovery walk kind of thing originally. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it just as a, as outside, a little thing. And it was a little social it. thing. Yep. We would, like, it was like our weekly catch-up with my, with my mate. So um, that was a, a little bit of fun, and I spent about – eight months, ten months, trying to get the ball over the water um, at Collier Park. This, there was this one, this, one, um, this one hole that I just could not, and I, we did it over and over and over again. I could not get it over the water. It was just a mental thing because yeah, 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 yeah. I could drive it far enough, um, but for whatever reason it went straight in the middle of the water every single time. But then I finally got it over and I actually haven't played since. So maybe I just will just leave, leave it there. It I might just leave it at that. Move on to a different course, move on to a yeah, different Yeah, I might leave it at that. I've started doing a little bit of um, yoga as well. Just, again, that was more with my calf um, injuries, just to give me something different um, that's like rec- more recovery-wise but feels like I'm, I'm doing something and, and putting something towards. But I've actually really enjoyed that as as sort of a, a mental sort of break from from life outside and you can just sort of zen into yeah, into definitely. it but um love a love a coffee and and um the beach as well so we, we've got a little boogie boarding gang so early juddy and the other day yeah. i need to go get a book i thought i had one yeah. and i was like oh, i don't have one when i went uh, down the beach but i think i'm gonna have to go buy one actually yeah just we started a little we bought in gangs, so we um, Are you any go good? down. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> See, I do all these things, but not very well. Football, yeah, 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 yeah. well, good. Yeah, yeah. The rest everything of it, else no. can just be average. Yeah, no. Um, no, nah, it's just a little bit of a bit of a fun thing. So, um, yeah, just little bits and pieces. But again, yeah, I'll be be studying this year, so um, that'll take away a little bit of time for for the recreation. But I'm sure I'll still fit them all in. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, thank you so much for uh, coming on in and um, sharing your story, yeah. hearing a, a little bit more about what it's like to be an AFLW player. It's been really, really good, oh, really you. insightful and some really cool stories there. So, um, yeah, thanks very much. And I can't wait to see what season 2023 holds for you. Oh. It's going to be awesome. Thanks very much. Thank everyone so much for joining us on Potty Magic for another episode. That was a great chat with Hayley Miller and hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, same as always, if you didn't, wouldn't mind subscribing, subscribing, liking, sharing, and most importantly, rating uh, the episode and uh, podcast. It really does go a long way for uh, me bringing it uh, to you each and every week and continuing to get great guests uh, on, which I can't wait to uh, bring you more of uh, in the coming weeks. But again, like, subscribe, share, rate the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. I can't wait to have you next time and I hope you enjoy the chat with Hayley Miller. Love your work, guys. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.